0: This is a podcast by The Straits Times.
1: Welcome to the Invisible Asia podcast, a series in which The Straits Times cast the spotlight on little seen or talked-about segments of society across the region. I'm your narrator, Janning Tan. Japan's Untouchables Risa Kumamoto is an academic in the city of Higashiyosaka in Japan. She is a 48-year-old lecturer at Kindai University. Students look up to her for her wealth of knowledge and experience in the fields of human rights research and sociology. But there was a time in her life when people showed more of a look of disdain and disgust than of admiration and respect, all because of her family lineage. Risa is descended from Burakumin, a group little known outside Japan and little spoken of within. Burakumin are relics of an outdated caste system from the country's feudal shogunate era, an invisible race that's still discriminated against in many little ways each day in modern Japan. Risa says,
0: One of my earliest memories of the pain of being Burakumin was when I was six. My parents got divorced. My mother was from a Burakumin family in Fukuoka. My father wasn't. There was huge opposition from my father's family when they got married. After that, as husband and wife, they were looked down upon. Many things ended up over time, leading up to divorce.
1: Burakumin, literally Hamlet people, are Japan's so called untouchables. For centuries they were confined to the bottom of the social hierarchy. Shunned by the rest of society for their so called uncleanliness because of their jobs, which often dealt with the animals, blood or death. In that long gone era, Animal trainers, butchers, undertakers, executioners, garbage collectors were all considered burakumin. They lived in little hamlets outside the gated communities of the higher castes like samurais, artisans, and merchants. Japan's feudal caste system was outlawed in 1871, 150 years ago. Yet, the yoke of oppression on Burakumin descendants remains to this day. And while most of the hamlets where they lived have long been destroyed, some still exist in parts of the country, like in Osaka and Kyoto. Today, the Japanese government recognizes only those who still live in those hamlets as Burakumin. There are about 900,000 of them by official estimates. But activists say, There are as many as 3 million Burakumins across the country. Many have long moved out of those hamlets, but the problems they still face today should not be ignored. After her parents' divorce, Risa lived with her mother in a hamlet in Fukuoka. This was already in the 1980s. But those who lived in the area then were still largely Burakumin who remained bound in their ancestors' occupations, lacking education and mired in poverty. Risa was a beneficiary of a government policy to help Burakumin by putting their children through school. But it was also in school that the baggage that came with her ancestry became more apparent to her. Having witnessed the reasons behind her parents' divorce, also led her to be extra conscious of the fact that she is Burakumin. Risa says,
0: Growing up, I was embarrassed by myself, by my family, and by my living conditions. I was embarrassed by my grandmother, who could not read and write because she did not go to school. I was embarrassed by the jobs held by my neighbours. I was embarrassed by how my house was very small, run-down and shabby. I was so embarrassed by my background that I lied to my friends about my living conditions. I never invited my friends home. Even when we went home together after school, I would alight several bus stops away and walk the rest of the way home. I just didn't want them to know that I am Burakumin. I kept wanting to escape this life."
1: As Risa grew older and started dating in the 90s, her lineage became even more of an issue. The look of disgust written all over her then-boyfriend's face when he first visited her home remains seared in her memory to this day. He also told her to hide her heritage from his family. My then-boyfriend told
0: me, you're a good person, but it's better not to mention your burakumin background to my family for your own good. This isn't discrimination, but mentioning it draws unnecessary attention to it, so it's just better not to talk about it at all. When he visited my home, he reacted with a look of utter disgust. There were no offensive words, like what my mother encountered, but the discrimination comes in so many subtle ways, and there was always this pressure to shut up, hide who I really am, and blend in with the others.
2: You're listening to the Invisible Asia podcast series. Do follow all nine episodes of Invisible Asia over the next few weeks on the Straits Times podcast channel on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts. Like us and give us a rating. Now, back to our Invisible Asia series.
1: Risa wasn't the only one who faced difficulties dating because of her ancestry miles from her, in the city of Hikari in Yamaguchi Prefecture. Taro Murasaki encountered similar problems in his youth. Taro says,
2: When I was young, I always had trouble meeting or dating girls. Once their families knew of my background, they always stopped their daughters from going out with me. People would always badmouth me, using derogatory terms, or say that I look suspicious.
1: A Tokyo government survey in 2014 found that more than one in every four people polled said they would oppose their children marrying someone of Burakumin lineage. A wider government survey in 2017 had 40% of respondents seeing such discrimination in marriages. Nearly 25% had witnessed such prejudice in jobs. Taro's father was a monkey trainer, one of the so-called unclean trades associated with burakumin. In time, Taro himself took up his father's trade as well, appearing on TV in his 20s, showing off his troop of trained monkeys performing skits and playing football. He took on the job knowing full well, that it would be a clear marker of his status as an untouchable. He says,
2: I want to be true to myself. Hiding will only help perpetuate the prejudice we face as Burakumin. Rather than hiding in the shadows, it is important for us to push society, to realise that there is no reason for its prejudice. It's all the more important now especially with the rise in awareness in human rights and anti-discrimination movements. You know, how can a democratic country like Japan be so stuck? It's unbelievable.
1: Today, the 59-year-old is considered successful by most standards. He runs a monkey theme park in the city of Nikko, north of Tokyo. Before the coronavirus pandemic struck, He was sometimes even invited to perform abroad with his animals. Yet, at home in Japan, he says people sometimes still refer to him derogatorily as aietu, or that person, presumably because of his caste and profession. Other burakumin say such treatment is not uncommon. Although many can now no longer be identified as burakumin by their jobs or where they live, When people find out about their heritage, they can face verbal or even physical abuse, have their homes vandalized, or be sent death threats. In less overt cases, they can be bypassed for promotions at work, shunned by their associates, or excluded from gatherings with friends. One key example was the case of late Japanese politician Hiromu Nonaka a Burakumin who was widely known to have been blocked from becoming the country's prime minister in 2001, chiefly because of his ancestry. Politicians quoted current finance minister Taro Aso as saying at that time, are we really going to let those people become the leader of Japan? As a result of the discrimination Burakumin encounter on a daily basis, most aren't open to talk about their lineage. Many have actively tried to conceal their heritage or choose not to tell their children of their ancestry in an effort to protect them. Like abattoir worker Yuki Miyazaki in Tokyo, the 38-year-old says,
0: I fear most for the safety and well-being of my two children. I'm cautious about revealing my Burakumin roots because I need to keep them safe. People can do anything they want to me but if they attack my children I can't always be there to protect them. It's a shame I have to hide it because I am actually proud of my roots
1: and of my work. Hiding Burakumin children's heritage from them may not be a foolproof method though. There are efforts to ferret out the identities of the Burakumin often in the name of academic research and free speech. Documents of Burakumin names and addresses can even be obtained on the black market. The situation was bad enough for the Japanese government to pass a law in 2016 to further push for the elimination of such discrimination against Burakumin. But critics say the law is simply not forceful enough as it does not impose any punitive measures. Many Burakumin continue to live in fear of their ancestry becoming suddenly known to others and being exposed to bigoted behaviour and prejudiced gazes overnight. As Risa, the academic, says,
0: There is a difference between choosing to come out on your own accord and being outed by others. I choose to come out about my lineage because, instead of running away, discrimination must be confronted head-on. In the past, I ran away. I hid. I was disgusted by my past. I saw only the negative side of being a Burakumin. But when I went to Canada to study in the 90s, I met the Indigenous people there, the immigrants and the sexual minorities. I saw how they had a history of fighting against discrimination They taught me the importance of coming out. It was a huge turning point for me. Now, I see that my friends can look at society through me. They can learn about history from my experiences. If I run away from it, this will all be a waste. So, for me, I felt that coming out was an extremely important step to take.
1: You've been listening to Invisible Asia. This episode is on Japan's untouchables, and I'm your narrator, Janing Tan. Do check out the full story by Walter Sim in The Straits Times. We have a link in our podcast text description below. And don't forget to subscribe to The Straits Times podcast channel on your favorite audio apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, for the next episode of Invisible Asia.